podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, this is Chesney Hawks here. You are watching My Hammers 11 with the one and only Russ. Hi everybody, Russ from My Hammers 11. Hope you are all safe and well. If you're new channel, please consider subscribing. Hit the bell icon so you made ready to make put new content on. As always, we'd like to thank our lovely channel sponsors. Untuck it, check them out in the description below. We've got another, another fan. It's still joint loyalties because he's got an England top on, but you know we couldn't allow that after after uh, the game the other day. Um, I had to runs, get it on he, after last night. <laughs> exactly, you got to keep it on. Yeah, you got to keep it on. It's like stuck to you, probably with beer from the from the sesh with rye. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> it's it's Jamie from from the Pretty Bubbles podcast. Uh, how are we doing, Jay? How are you doing, man? Yeah, really, really good. Like really good at the moment. Just. It feels weird not having West Ham on, like after the season that we've just had. It yeah. went absolutely nuts, but I'm just loving the Euros at the moment. But yeah, it is. It's like it's, it's filling the gap, isn't it? Because like obviously we yeah. finished the season, we had this little deluge of football, and then we had about two or three weeks, wasn't it? And it was like, what's yeah. what, what, what takes up all my time? Um, and then and then obviously Euros, and then what's going to happen is you're going to, you know, a couple of weeks time, it's going to stop, and then you'll be like. <laughs> how long to pre-season starts properly you know what i mean so and that's when everyone the... be moaning we're signing nobody oh, again yeah. all back all back to the good times all back to the good times but as you said yeah england yeah. are keeping us entertained which is good in the meantime and uh and as we were saying you know it's it's obviously we'll be this will go out before saturday's game and mm. you know we play against yarmolenko prime yarmolenko mm. It's just a different player when he falls on that Ukraine shirt. It's just incredible. It's brilliant, isn't it? It's so funny. And I don't know if it's the same as, same as me. Every time I get real, but when we played with the Czech Republic, is a Czech Republic, and we had obviously had the, the, the two Czech boys for us playing as well. Mm. I, I, I feel like they're, it's almost like I feel like they're my children. So it's like, yeah. you know, when you, when you watch your kid and like, they do something wrong on the football pitch, you're thinking, it's the same thing for me, and I get the same thing with Declan Rice as well. You oh. know, because like he's like, oh, oh. I think Rice even more so because obviously yeah. where he's English, every other media or other teams want to kind of like slag him off and go, "Oh, Declan Rice isn't as good as you think." But yeah. it's like it, like last night I saw him get a six somewhere, and he he was much better than that. Like he was yeah. very very good. Like James, who is on our podcast, loves the Czech boys. Like, he, I've never seen a man have such a big mouth crush. So yeah, he would defend them to the heels. Yeah, no, I, I, no, I do as well. I do as well. And it's like, and it's always like, he sort of wince when he like, and like, you yeah. I, I criticise the commentators. So it's like, you know, it's like Declan oh, and Declan Rice was was out of position there. Well, actually, it was John Stones that was out of position, and Deck was covering. You know, so it was always like I'm trying to, yeah. I'm trying to sort of validate the fact that Declan Rice is is, is a world class player, and uh, yeah. and sort of. Yeah, second guessing the commentary, is it second guessing the Twitter deluge and people from United? Oh, he's rubbish, he's not rubbish. He's one of the yeah. finest defensive midfield players in the world, and he made and he retired Tony Cruz. So that is exactly it. Like, and what is it? I, I remember loads of West Ham fans last night were tweeting when like Tony Cruz said, Thanks, mate, Declan Rice, and they're like, A lot of people were replying, like, Yeah, thanks, mate, for making me retire. Like, just yeah, he's come on leaps and bounds last year or so. I think Rice is incredible yeah. now. I think, and I think, I don't, I don't think it's any surprise for me with Declan Rice that he's come on leaps and bounds as soon as as Suchet really came through the door, mm. really, um, because he didn't have to. No disrespect to Mark, but he it was always like he was he was doing two jobs. It seemed, yeah, like covering Mark a little bit, and whereas him and Suchet have a great understanding. I think him and Phillips are starting to build a good understanding mm. as well, and uh, for England, and you, you can see, you know, I, I'd like to think Southgate's seen the way. Rice plays for West Ham and has tried to replicate that with Rice and Phillips. It's almost like a bit like, particularly second yeah. half on, on the England game the other day, the Germany game, where he was, where Rice was doing more West Ham Riceness, you know, like yeah. gallivanting down the through the midfield with the ball, which he does yeah. all the time at West Ham. But um, he's been sort of, and obviously I think the back three works better for him for England um, totally. than the four. So. Yeah, he's yeah, undroppable we'll for me in the England team. I think he plays no. every game. I don't think either of them are. I don't think the two of them are. I think you need to keep them both. And I know it's I know it's not 
attractive, but you know, it's about winning a, a, a trophy. And yeah, I mean, you know, look at some of the teams who have won, you know, Greece, you know, Denmark, you know, Denmark yeah. a bit more entertaining than they play, but we obviously Greece, they, they bit literally, you know, ground everywhere as out and won the tournament. So, well, I compared the England team yesterday to the George Graham of Arsenal. Like, yeah. we'd love a 1-0. Obviously, we won 2-0 in the end last night. But we it's not been, like, absolutely beautiful football. But we no. keep in clean sheets. And if you keep clean it's sheets, funny, you don't it? lose. It's funny. I was, I was watching a... I, I, was doing the, I was watching a watch-along. I was watching uh, Gonzo doing it while I was watching the telly as well. And him and Tommy were on there talking about it. And they were like, oh, just so negative and so boring. And you think... And then, you, like, five minutes later, we score. Yes! And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like yeah, tactical genius, because now he's kept the two defensive midfield players on to see the game out. You know, it's like, it's just so funny. Harry Kane, ah, oh, he scores. Yay! Still still played shit. Just didn't even realise he was around first half, to be honest. But, um, yeah, it's funny. And everyone comes out, like, you know, yeah, it's coming. Oh, sweet Caroline. And you're thinking... 20 minutes ago, we were all baying for Southgate out. You know, it's just the, it's just mm. the, the fickleness of football. Same as West Ham, isn't it, really? I mean, Moyes yeah. came in. Everyone was like, oh, God, David Moyes, really? Daryl hates now him. He's, he's the Moyes side, isn't he? absolutely hates yeah. him. He still now is like, oh, got to bite the, bite the bullet and admit he's done a good job. But I think <laughs> deep down, the second we lose a game, Daryl's going to be like, get him out. Yeah. He's useless. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, that the whole last season was... It was a load of those, sort of, was it, sort of proved wrong moments. Mm. You had like him, you had Dawson coming in, uh, who technically I think should be our, well, tomorrow should be our first permanent signing. That's um, true. There we go. You see, you made a yeah. signing. <laughs> Greg Dawson. Um, there was him. There was, yeah, I mean, Jesse Lingard. I, I was like, really? Same. And totally proved wrong. Totally yeah. proved wrong. And then you look at Kufal for five million pound being exactly yeah. the value of the summer, like incredible player. We all scoffed, didn't we? We scoffed when he turned up, thinking, you know, five million quid. What can you get for a right back or, or a player? Be, you expecting him to just be like a Sunday League level player, and then he turned yeah. out to be incredible. Yeah, exactly. Who who did you um did you do your hammer of the year vote? Who did you vote for? Oh God, see, there was I think I went Kufal. I do yeah, think I went, but there was, I think I was, t- uh, I said it was either Kufal, Suchek, Rice. I even said Creswell's an outside shout because yeah. I, I, I've defended Creswell for a lot because obviously last year he was quite poor. But mm. he, I, to be honest, I feel like there was a few outstanding candidates. So when they do give it out, I don't think there's going to be a bad person, whoever wins it. No, I agree. I agree. And what's nice is the fact is, I was saying this to to leave from american hammers the other day he mm. he puts that he said i don't know who to pick for i don't know who to pick you know and i said well actually this is, this is probably the first time i can remember for a few seasons where it yeah. could be several people and that just shows you how well we're playing as a team it's not it's always like even that season at the bowling everyone talks about it was always going to be dimitri mm. Payet, you know yeah, and it was always going to be fabianski or Declan Wright. it was always a standout there's several yeah. and that just shows the different makeup of the team now yeah so as long and, and that I'd love that to continue. I'd love next year to four or five people could win it, and and it just makes it makes it better because obviously the yeah. team are playing better. Hundred percent. Can't wait for Europe next year. Do anything no. to get tickets to next year. Yeah, it's gonna be amazing. I know. I, I yeah. It's I haven't breached that subject yet with Mrs. Button, <laughs> but I'm thinking we might have to try and. I'm praying for like a Marseille. Yeah, because I can a nice one away. that you can talk her into going. Yeah, can't just for a week. Oh, hang on. Oh, look, oh look, I'm just going to walk past the stadium. West Ham are playing. Who would have thunk it? The best. Wow. What is it? My new missus. She's an Arsenal fan, so she's so used to seeing Arsenal in Europe. Yeah. Last like like six months, I've just been giving her grief that we're in Europe. We're in Europe, and she's hating it. She won't be a new missus for long, mate. If you don't, if you keep doing that. That's all I'm saying. I've got to do. West Ham never are better than Arsenal, so I've got to do true. it. It's worth it. Isn't it? It's worth it. Let's be honest. Um, no, I totally agree, man. You did, yeah, you got you got to enjoy it while we last. You know, what I mean, I, I mean, towards the end of last season, I was like, oh, you know, we're gonna. Next season, our squad's going to be and yada, yada. Let's just enjoy the fact we ended up yep. sixth in the league and enjoy the fact we're in Europe. And yeah, if we don't get, we might get out of the group stage. You might not, but we're yep. not going into it thinking we're going to win it and be in the Champions League the following year. Because obviously we would be if we won mm. it. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was like, oh, so many games. I think it's like four games more or five games more 
based on because obviously we get straight a buy. In the group stages yeah we get a buy yeah. in the carabao cup yeah and six group games so there's five yeah. and maybe others but i think it's it's just a great experience like i'm not expecting us to finish sixth next year like if you yeah, are yeah. then yeah. i think you're being a little bit unrealistic mm. but it's just going to be a season to enjoy it. We've actually got something kind of building now with Moyes. Let's just enjoy it and take our I totally time. Agree. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I'd like to, I mean, I, I'd say uh, for next season, I'd want a minimum of 10th, I think, to be honest. Mm. For me, if we ended up being 15th next season, well, it's like it's like the old West Ham. We have one good season, about five. Um, so, that, you know, up until now, the best season we had was, was well, the last five years would have been the bowling season, really. Yeah. And then before that would have been maybe 05, 06, I mean, the FA Cup final. Before that would have probably 99, 2000. So it's literally every five years we have a good season. Yeah. Um, and so if we have two good seasons, well, hey, we're, you know, that's, that's great. Yeah. And as you said, it's all about a, the project. And it's all about, it seems, but it seems like it's being built. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's, I know people tend to have given it lip service. Oh, we're building a project here and I've I've signed for the project and all that bullshit this actually is a project you can feel yeah and it's like now we get city season where we have everyone sort of linked with us you can discount the him and him because he's he doesn't fit our profile he's too yeah. young he's too old he's you know we can he's too expensive we can sort of guess we can sort of look through the bullshit a little bit and um i think yeah, it's, the ex- impa- it's the impatience of fans yeah fans yeah, want like fans, it's like it's the thirtieth of June. The season starts in over a month, and everyone's like, "Oh, I want players in now." Yes, you want to get players in early doors, but mm. sometimes that's just not how business goes. Like you'd rather us get the players in that are gonna benefit the team more and take our time than go and sign any Tom Dick and Harry who's not gonna benefit mm. the team. And that's mm. one credit I'll always give to Moyes. He didn't go out and spend money for the sake of it. He brought yes. in people. He fought fit the team. Yeah. Exactly, and the same thing that obviously ever moaned in January about not getting a striker in. But mm. Would you have got a striker in who scored nine goals? No, you wouldn't yep. have got Jesse because that because you know they, Jesse Lingard came in and just hit the ground running, and and he and, yeah, and arguably maybe sometimes you know hindsight's a great thing. You know maybe yeah. it would have been great not to build Haller, and you know he could have probably played a few of those games that Antonio was out, and given mm. us you know hindsight's a great thing. You know. Um, I just think there's. I, I still think we're we're a, we're a striker away from being a very dangerous team in that, in mm, that Premier League. Definitely. Uh, I mean, I mean, Antonio, I love him. He's not a striker. We know he's not a striker. He does <laughs> he just scores goals though. He just, he just does. He bundles them in, doesn't he? Let's be honest. He bundles them in. You know, and if you're there and the ball hits him, it's going to go in because he's just a, a brick wall. Yeah. And you know, he terrifies defenders. They don't know what he's going to do. He doesn't know. He doesn't know what he's going to do. Yeah. So you know, he's the. Uh, someone called it. It's the best. It's the best expression of him. He's the best worst footballer I know. Yeah. You know, he, he's it's he's nuts. brilliant at not being. He's not like technical, but he's brilliant. Yeah. He's just brilliant. But it's it's a yeah. real juxtaposition. If you saw him play, you'd be like, what? But he just has this knack, and I love players who have a knack of getting in the box, and you know, with that extra that extra striker's instinct, those. 23 times we hit the post last season a few of them would have got it West Ham clips loved it didn't it he did. Some of the although clips. he would have loved it if he was a Tottenham fan because Tottenham had one more than us oh there yeah but go. to be fair no one likes Tottenham so we don't no mind them hitting the no. post and that's not I'm, I'm, I'm surprised clips hasn't done a little thing of Tottenham really to be honest yeah bless him the best thing he done was the goggle box reaction so you know when we were 3-0 down and got back to 3-0 yeah. on his YouTube he's got like a goggle box of all the Tottenham fans and West Ham fans when we were 3-0 down to 3-3 yeah it's comical been... absolutely yeah, comical. he's a top boy to clips I love him I love him and yeah. and, and obviously with clips as well, I, I told him this because actually, obviously, at the grounds, obviously, I'm still I was still there last season, so you know you mm. you hear him talking about it. They, they, on you know they would they they the, the players yeah. like Snoddy particularly would always be they'd shout out Snodfather when it was his time when he was like warming up to come in and change you know and stuff mm. like that. And so you know you'd say we'd say us on, on the walkie talkies you know hits the part it's, it's the post we're going that's one for clips yeah that's one for <laughs> clips you know it's great yeah. I, one day I would love him to do and it won't ever happen but I'd love him to do like the eleven he, he's done he's done a hammers them with me um, yeah which is great um, and I'd love him to do he's gonna one day he's gonna reveal himself you know like yeah. mask singer um, and he he said he'll do come and do a proper eleven but I'd love to chat to him about 
why he did it all and, and yeah. it all the stuff because he's it, a real he's just come out of nowhere and i think he's absolutely brilliant i love him uh, yeah he's absolutely fantastic um and the same yeah. as yourselves i mean yeah you, you a few months ago you thought hang on you and your mates thought we'd start a podcast you always saw it as yeah. a channel and and yeah it's brilliant it i love what i love i love listening watching new stuff i love it and yeah. you must love it too talking to your mates about west ham and stuff yeah, I think the thing was, it was with lockdown, it was the perfect way to get into yeah. it, like introduce, like, we've all been massive West Ham fans, all four of us our whole lives. Um, so we all just kind of came, to get, came together and went, let's do this. Like, I, I'm the only one who's got a season ticket, just with the way all, all of our lives are at the moment. Yeah. But we all watch games as regular as we can and every, like all the time. Look, we all don't agree. We openly admit that. Yep. We've all got very different opinions on how West Ham are. But let's be honest, if everyone had the same opinion, it'd be boring. Oh, but boring, so boring. I, I love talking West Ham. It's mm. especially when you're winning, it's a lot easier. Like when we lost to Newcastle first game of the season, I think if you probably watched that back, it would have been dark and gloom. Yeah. Like like it would not been nice. So I just love talking West Ham every single yeah. time. Yeah, it's and it's fun, isn't it? It's like particularly mm. when it was in proper lockdown, where you couldn't necessarily sit there and have a beer with your mates. Mm. It was sort of like the next best thing, really. Um, and and yeah, if everyone wants to listen to it, great. But if not, you just do it for yourself, isn't it? Because it's just like yeah. it's it's just a way of you know. And also, I think for for a lot of people, it's a way of categorizing a period of the of their life. So you know, for example, the whole of lockdown. You know, what did you do during lockdown? Oh, we did a little we started a youtube channel and and yeah. did this and got the and you got ryan on and people like that you know, and that's that's yeah. what it's all about man i love it and i love the fact that there's so many many people because everyone has a everyone has an opinion and rather than hats sit behind you know 140 characters on twitter yeah you know you've got oh, okay we'll just record our opinions and if people don't agree then they can do their own stuff and you know exactly it's great i love it i think it's good yeah. fun man it's good fun and and, and as i say to be honest i don't even watch proper telly now yeah I don't think I ever do. I always literally watch his, his YouTube, it seems, at the moment. To be fair, I, um, I love movies, so I watch loads of films and stuff. But, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Like, I, If I'm ever bored, I'm normally scrolling through my phone on YouTube, finding like clips to watch. Or like the amount of old like, West Ham f- highlights I'll watch of a game and just think, yeah. like, like, the amount of times I've watched a free free back or um, yeah. like the walls. Or less, like, I'll just watch games back just for the sake of it, because why not? Why not? I mean, what else is there to watch at the moment? To be honest, there's not really yeah. much else. Well, I quite like Clarkson's file on Amazon Prime. I quite like that. I'm quite into that. Jeremy Clarkson is quite good. I love I love my sport in general. So like yeah. cricket, football, tennis, darts. I'll literally name a sport. I'll watch it. So <laughs> I'm always there's always something. I'll normally first thing I do when I wake up in the morning, is Sky Sports. I'm just scrolling through yeah. it trying to find something. Well, you've got good. Obviously, you've got Euros and Wimbledon at the same time, and the British Lions soon as well. So, yeah, you perfect. Know, oh, perfect. Okay, yeah, that's the thing. I'm looking forward to looking forward to the Lions. Looking forward to that. Mm. Um, right. So, so you know, you say you, you obviously you don't say you, you're a season ticket holder, uh, massive fan. But what started you becoming a West Ham fan, Jamie? Why? Why are you a West Ham fan? More importantly, uh, so my whole family, my whole life is West Ham fans, apart from my uncle, who's an Arsenal fan don't know why um it's so my whole family through everything have always been west ham um i've got some links so like my uh, great uncle's best mate in school was uh, martin beaters Brilliant. so like my dad was a semi-pro footballer he played for south end uh, and the manager at the time was bobby moore so wow. like, yeah that my dad says like he's the loveliest bloke he ever met so West Ham has always been in my family through my blood. It's it's a big part, big big part of my life. Um, I would argue the best, the most proud football memory I've got is the farewell game of the Bolin. Mm. I remember my first game. I think we beat Crystal Palace three 0 and I think it might have been Alan Pardew's first game in charge. But yeah, uh, just West Ham. I remember my family support it like the old, like most people. If your family support them, that's who you're going to support. But football's my life love it yeah i know what you mean man i know what you mean it's one of those things with me i think you're right once you're in you're in and it's just a massive and it is a family and i mean even mm. as like you said the four of you on, on the podcast as well you know that's that's a family in in a weird way in as well you know you're connected mm. with west ham and and i think it's the same with anyone it's, it's like a lot of people 
you know, in, in YouTube, West Ham fans all help each other out, and it's all about community, and it's mm. and I love it, and I absolutely love it. And I was to me, I was totally immune to it all, totally immune to it all until I started doing the channel. I, you know, and I've been fortunate enough to interview lots of ex players, but loads of fans all over the world from Bangalore to Brentwood. Yeah. You know, that type of thing, you know, or, or Brisbane, Bangalore to Brisbane, that's more that way, Bangalore to wherever, you know, all over the place. Um, and it's just this funny little club in East London. Mm. So and it brings weird. so many people together. Yeah. Right. It it's... does. It's so weird. It's just so strange. I sit there, it's like when you sort of get a message from people and, and they go, oh, hi. they was just mention something and you're thinking, you're you're never uh, we do loads of stuff for charity do we do loads of stuff yeah. for the irons food sporting food banks and you get guys from like the thailand hammers donating mm. 100 quid and uh, these guys are probably never going to step foot in newham but because mm. it's a west ham thing and it's for west ham people it's west ham they'll, area, sponsor. they'll sponsor it i think it's absolutely mental man absolutely mental yeah totally um, I love it. I absolutely adore it, man. And 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 you get it. Too. You'll probably get it as well. You know, it just the support when you put you put videos up and and yeah, people might criticise you, but then a lot of people will agree or or it just start a conversation. And we've had loads of podcast people on, and you know, and and it's just it's it's all mm. good stuff, man. There's people I know literally will not watch anything apart from West Ham YouTube stuff. Yeah, and literally they're on everything and they're watching everything because they comment on everything as well and uh but it's part of the family man i love it yeah. i absolutely love it um and as you said once you're in you're in yep you're hooked and you just can't get rid of it i think yeah. like it was weird like before this uh the lockdown I, I was going through a phase of just not enjoying football in general yeah yeah, like, yeah and then i feel like the lockdown came at a good time and now i just can't wait to get back um just i feel like sometimes i needed that little refresh to just get back enjoy it but now like i can't wait to get back to non-league football too get back to the olympic stadium and and see fifty thousand loud west ham fans cheering us on like it's just uh, it's crazy to me that literally most west ham fans haven't seen people like kufau play in a west ham shirt crazy isn't it it's jesse Ling jesse lingard might never never play for west ham again <laughs> and he's gonna be a cult uh, like a fan favorite for absolutely ages and he only played one game in front of fans it's absolutely crazy, mental isn't it it's crazy mm. when you think when you think i mean i again i think I, again i think i take it slightly for granted to be honest um you know there's obviously i've i've still been there when during lockdown and stuff so um there's been no break in in service so to speak for mm. my, but for some people they've been seen to get holders for 50 years and have gone home and away and it's like a huge part of their life for like nine, 10 months a, a year. And they've had to feel that, you know, yeah. that they haven't had that. And yeah, you can watch it on the telly. That's great. And to be honest, arguably, you probably get better view watching yeah. it, you know, than, than would do if you're Newcastle away and they stick you right on the top, <laughs> you know. But nice. but it doesn't matter. It's not about that. It's about going yeah. out your mates. It's, you know, we, we, you know, we're not in it for the winning. Yeah. We've, your uncle got it right if that was the case you know if, if that was the 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 b1 end or you know an invincible season a few you know premier league titles and fa cups and stuff like that, that doesn't happen to us yeah but it's about the it's about sort of as you said meeting yeah. the team guys and, and and just interacting it's lovely watching the england yeah. games and the hungry like the games in budapest where it's full capacity that's what it's about that's yeah, what it's about. exactly it was right it was so good watching budapest and just seeing yeah. Thirty thousand loud fans back because that's yeah. how football should be played yeah. like it's just football is a sport for the fans and without it it's not the same it never no, has been not. and never will be no. and that's a, and that's why i think i think this season particularly for west ham moisey needs a needs a lot more credit i don't i know i don't think i don't think that's wrong i think he's got credit but i think there's an there's an extra level of it because you know, we've interviewed guys, I've interviewed lots of ex-players, and I've spoken about, you know, to them about, you know, you, you're you playing with without fans, you know, and they might have played reserve team games or things like that. And I was like, you know, he's just, yeah, cause, cause he's the fans, is like, are they really a 12th man? Are they really mm. a 12th man to you? And I remember, I think it was Fobel or someone like that said, they give me an extra 20%. If I'm feeling mm. shit, when I walked out, give me an extra 20 percent, and you could feel the game the germany game you could see the play the yeah. way Necton was trying to you know coordinate the crowd a little bit at times and things like that and 
and we've 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 done really well without having to have that ability to play that extra that extra fifteen percent. So we've needed that team spirit to give us the extra boost, and that's mm. why I think teams that you look at the teams that went down, you got Fulham, Sheffield, Sheffield United, all very West Brom, all very old fashioned, tight grounds, proper twelve man mm. grounds, you know. Fulham's the exception, but you know, yeah. small grounds are used to the, the intimidating factor. Burnley didn't do too well either. Again, small ground. All the yeah. teams that did quite well were the teams who had the quite big bowl stadiums. Used like, to like we have, yeah, like we yeah. have now. You know, Christ knows what would have happened if we were at Upton Park and we'd have had all this. Um, I don't think mm. that would have had the same impact as we'd have been down there. I honestly yeah. think, just in terms of it would have been weird. Yeah, very, very straight. There would have been no social distancing. You would never have got 10,000 fans in no. Upton Park for that last game of the season, that's for sure. I was going to say, yeah, you would have had everyone outside on the streets kind of piled their oh. way in. Been an absolute nightmare. Absolute nightmare. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so, yeah. so anyway, yeah, we, we put the world to right. Yeah, and, and I just think, yeah, it's, it's great. And I think, you know, you saw the way the, the commentator, you saw the way Rio was and, 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 um, Lineker Gary, and Shearer yeah. and they were proper like buzzing off the fact that they weren't in a studio. Yeah. They weren't glassed off and they were in front of the fans. You saw Rio yeah. as he was shearing, he was kind of looking towards the fans instead proper of proper giving it, yeah, proper giving it. And he didn't want to he, he almost didn't want to be a part of the interview. Mm. The analysis, he just wanted to listen to the fans. And obviously I've seen yeah, we had obviously we had a, a load of West Ham fans there on Instagram. Baz was there and and Chris was there and Matty was there and they're all there and you saw the videos and that's what mm. it's all about, man. That the is video literally... of Harry Kane to, like kind of puts it into perspective. Yeah. Like he was taken back by how loud the fans were. It was yeah, it was amazing. Truly Especially amazing. when because obviously Kelly, who does the BBC stuff, she used to do yeah. the stuff for us at West Ham. So it was so noisy, wasn't it? The Sterling had to have they had yeah. to put headphones in. Um and it's just like and that wasn't even full. What's it gonna be like? What's it gonna be Imagine like? Imagine ninety thousand fans if England get to the final. In the final, it's it's made for it now, isn't it? It's it, but yeah. it, it's it's so made for it. It's so West Ham that we're not gonna get there. It's yeah. just West Ham, isn't it? That is literally our life as a West Ham fan. That's why I was talking to some play some guys at the school, and when I was queuing up for my daughter the other day, not West Ham fans. And they're like, oh, England, ah, England, fire. Mm. you know, they you get so excited, and they knock us down. Ah. What about you? What do you think, Russ? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, I've been a West Ham fan for 40 years, so I'm sort of used to it. This is what happens. This is, yeah. you get a bit of what we we get used to. Um, and so, uh, yeah, no, I love it, man. I to do be love fair, it. I have, I've, I, as we won the game, I did text my manager at work and said, can I have the 12th of July off if we get to the final? <laughs> he went, you're getting ahead of yourself. And I'm like, I'm not. It's coming home. I've got the, to. The frustrating thing is, if it was a week later, that's 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 freedom day the week after isn't COVID. It? Yeah, COVID gone. It would have been. <laughs> I, I genuinely yeah, just... think. Imagine if the country had gone into full out of lockdown and we just won the Euros. I think the whole. Mm. I dread. I think it would just been made a public holiday. Like it oh, just would have been absolutely crazy. It would be absolutely crazy. But we'll see. It is. It's definitely coming home. It is coming home. It's the same as me every year. I think we're going to win the FA Cup. That's like every year. <laughs> FA Cup. FA Cup. Nice cut run this year. Loving it by Wrexham or something, but uh, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely coming home. He says, um, and you know, but then I know that Yarmolenko is going to score a hat trick on Saturday. You know, it's just like he will never then, get welcomed back to West Ham. If yeah, he does exactly. that. yeah. I mean, yeah, we haven't talked, we haven't spoken about that. The juxtapositioning of Yarmolenko turning up and and having like a worldie. I mean, because to be honest, that first goal, he was a proper good goal. It's a mm. good setup by him for, for um, Zinchenko. I always, always keep calling him Shevchenko, but he's on the bench. He's the manager, really. Um, yeah. Yeah, Yama. You can just see it, though. You can just see it. And then they're, oh, where is he? And then we'd probably sell him. We'd yeah. probably have to sell him, wouldn't we? Yeah, to be fair, I I think he should be sold. <laughs> but <laughs> if oh, he definitely I scores, I think I'd sell him. <laughs> yeah. We paid £18 million pounds for him. Yeah, I, I think it's the wages that. and the age and stuff. I think yeah, that's the thing that plays into me. It's just if you keep him, I'm worried that he's he'll be gone on a free. Maybe it's worth cashing in before he leaves on a free. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, because this is last season. This next season, I think, I think so. I think it's a lot of people's last season. Next season, mm. not as many as Crystal Palace was this year. But the one know. thing, like. Uh, it's sad that the last game's not at the bowling next year because it would have been nice that his last ever game was at the bowling. Just 
Yeah. Uh, no, not Napoleon. What am I saying? <laughs> say it's five years out of date, David. Yeah. <laughs> At the I know, Olympic Stadium. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Uh, as particularly as, you know, because it'll be, well, we'll be, we'd, we'd need it. Yeah, but it's Brighton, isn't it? And we need a point to win yeah. the title probably then. Uh, so <laughs> to be fair though when we get to the Europa League final that'll be our like his last ever game so that will be yeah and so yeah because I think there's a semi the semi-finals will be in between the two the Man City game and the Brighton game yeah exactly so that's not a bad last game of the season yeah. last game of his career um although I'm I'm happy I was a bit sort of when the when the fixtures came out I looked at that last game and thought the last home game and I thought oh City Mm. You know, you wanted a Southampton or a Watford or someone you're going to put five or six, you know, potentially you could put a mm. lot past. But actually City, I think it's a really good game because obviously there's this, there's this sort of very Res- much mutual respect. Yeah. Exactly. And I think they would give him a standing ovation and yeah, hopefully they, they're I think the they'll respect it. They'll be, yeah. I think they're arguably the club that, okay, they might, they might slap us three or four nil. But mm. I think come the end of the game, they'll respect Noble as much as probably our fans because I, I've got a real soft spot for City. I think all West Ham fans yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. And City do, because apparently City remind them of us. No, remind us of them, you know, that before. I think it's because in. we're the small club in a big city. Like, yeah. obviously, there's multiple clubs in London, but you look at teams like Man U have always been the number one, while West Ham have always been like the second tier of clubs in yeah. Uh, London so it's always been like we're the underdogs so when you see an underdog do well it's kind of like good I'm really happy for you yeah, yeah no, I've got a real soft spot for him yeah I do I do and I think Guardiola would, would do it right do you know what I mean mm. he would play it right because I think some managers would be like mm, you know if, it, if we had like West Brom and Big Sam was still there he'd right want to put a boot in wouldn't he he'd have a right yeah. old go where I think Guardiola will have the respect that, that it deserves. It's a shame we be, would love someone like Tottenham. would have been great fun. If we'd great won against fun. Tottenham, that oh. would have been... Could got a last-minute penalty to win it too. And then he take and he hadn't scored all season. It takes him to joint top goal scorer in the Premier League for West Ham on 49, because on 48, in him, and yeah. Antonio on 48. But that obviously means that Antonio doesn't score at all next season. Then. I was going to say, if he don't score at all next year, we're in big trouble. <laughs> we we're are. fighting relegation. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, Antonio. Antonio was nowhere near the goal-scoring goal scoring charts, was he? Nowhere yeah. near. And he's bagged himself two tens in, in, in successive seasons, and he's right up there. Four hilarious. goals against Norwich did help. He did, fair. yeah. <laughs> It did. I remember that game really well. I love the way we don't. Well, we so we so talk, talk go off peace all the time. But I love that that Norwich game. I used to I loved because that was when I because I just interviewed someone who worked for Sky, who told me about how the sort of the the crowd noise works, and it was all based on mm. Opta stats and it like FIFA like FIFA and Opta stats type thing. Yeah. And, uh, and then I watched that game and when the Norwich fans or the, the computer Norwich fans booed them off the pitch, I thought, <laughs> that's like the robots have turned. The robots have turned. And so I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was brilliant. Right. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's get back on the track. Let's talk about your 11. So obviously everyone we have on the channel, bar Harry Redknapp, Ian Bishop and Nigeria Coker, randomly, um, <laughs> they... Yeah, I didn't really understand Nigeria Coker's reasoning, but anyway, um, the other two I could because Harry started yeah. talking about Bobby Ferguson and ran out of time. Uh, and Ian Bishop was just a lovely guy; they didn't want to piss him off. Yeah. Um, so everyone we've had on the channel, we, we get to do an eleven. Now you can pick based on whatever criteria you want. It doesn't have to be the best, can be the worst, or whatever. But the only rule is you have to be alive to have seen them play. Mm-hmm. So obviously that kibosh is you and me picking Bobby Moore or Billy Bonds yeah. or Trevor Brookin or stuff like that, um, which is fair enough. We never saw mm. them. We never see. Yeah. Um, so, and obviously, then it's more it makes more a thing when we do talk to people who did see Bobby Moore play. It sort of gives it a bit more yeah. credence. So, in goal, who's going to go and go and go for the grey eleven? I thought this was quite hard because there was yeah. three people that I had, I could go with. It was either Roberto. Fabianski. Yep. Yep. Oh, Roberto. Oh, Jesus Christ. Roberto, uh, Joe Hart, or. Uh, who was, who was the other geezer we had who was an absolute... But in the end, I I went Rob Green. I, yeah. I, I've got a real soft spot for Rob Green. I think the game against Arsenal, the first yeah. ever win 
at uh, the Emirates. That's the game that if I if someone said to me, give me a Robert Green game for West Ham, he was incredible that day. Mm-hmm. I remember watching it. He just was immense. He was just he's, he was always my favourite goalkeeper growing up. The way he was dealt with at the 2010 World Cup upset me because I still think he was the best keeper we had. I've always had a spot, um, soft spot for Green. Adrian could have been up there just for the Everton penalty, like that. But for me, Rob Green was better than Adrian. Oh yeah. So I and Fabianski was close, but yeah, just a little bit of the relegation, the Great Escape, could just puts Rob Green up there for me. And it's funny because everyone talks about that Arsenal game, and 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 I remember interviewing uh, Jimmy Walker, and he was saying. Because he, he put his 11, he put Rob Green in, in goal. And I said, well, not yourself. No, 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 I put myself in. I've got Robert Green in. And, and the reason being was because he was the model professional goalkeeper. And he, obviously, until recently, he was goalkeeper coach at, well, Jimmy was goalkeeper coach at uh, Ipswich, wasn't he? And so, mm. um, and so he said that he'd make all of his young goalkeepers watch Robert Green. Um, because also, he was talking about the Arsenal game, and he was like, because um, he spoke about it, and on the Friday, it was him and Roy Carroll. They'd gone out, done their training with Rob, and blah, blah, blah. they'd gone back in. They'd showered. They went off to Epping, probably one nine five, whatever, for a few bevies. And um, Rob was still training. He was still. I mean, him and Ludo were just doing one on ones all day, yeah. all like for a couple of hours afterwards. Come to the Arsenal game, he must have had about a dozen one on ones. He, you know, yeah. he, he he beat. It worked. He, <laughs> It worked exactly. So it just shows that it paid off. You can have all the talent. He said. He said he worked the most. He, he, Jimmy actually said that Roy Carroll was the most talented goalkeeper he'd seen. Naturally talented, but Rob Green was just a better professional. Um, yeah. And yeah, he's a top man. Top top man. And I love the yeah. fact he does a lot more sort of like like last season he did a lot more punditry stuff on Sky. And the Sky like stuff when he was on Monday Night Football that was really interesting just to yeah. hear him talk about goalkeeping in, in the 2010 World Cup. It was really, really interesting because mm. I feel like a lot of people just forget about Rob, uh, what happened there. And he, he spoke about it really well, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, nice no, mm. top man. Right, okay, so put Greeno in. Let's go uh, defence. Who's your first defender? I'm going to go left back because this was the yep. easiest one for me. Creswell, like, he's been left back for basically a third of the life of my West Ham that I've been alive and he's, I love him. I just, I've always loved Aaron Creswell. So he's just so good. I love Creswell. I think he's an absolute underrated pro footballer. Um, Hammer of the year two. Um, Yeah. Creswell has to go in it for me. Definitely. And Rob Green was hammer of the year once as well. That's true. The drop off from Creswell to our other left back style, I was struggling to think of who else. Yeah. Harita Alunga. Yeah. 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 Harita Alunga. I mean, mean, probably, yeah. I mean, mean, obviously, I was fortunate enough to see Julian. So Julian was in my team. That's true. Um, And, but yeah, and then we had a bit of a fall off. Then we had a bit of a renaissance in terms of getting in sort of last one season wonders end of their careers so we had mm. like Stuart Pearce and we had Nigel Winterburn we had Chris Powell Rufus Berwick good professional yeah. Scott Minto we had some good professional left backs but yeah I mean Cresswell you know I mean, he's been at the club for seven years now six seven yeah. seasons now must I think be he's now. like our second most is, yeah. Premier League player after, he is after, no, so yeah he, he took over from from Colton a couple of games into the, towards the end of the season um, mm. But yeah, no, I think he's great, and the way he's sort of his renaissance, as you said, we were a lot of people criticising him eighteen months ago. They're not criticising him in the same way now. No, um, not at all. And I just think, yeah, he's a great, he's a great player. The, he, the 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 one concern for me is when they play four at the back, he does get shown up a little bit for pace, and I think where we could in the day back in the day have Stuart Pierce, have Nigel Winterburn, not necessarily the, the quickest. But they were just in the same way that Zabaleta got shown yep. up a little bit towards the end of his career as well. So, but yeah. But anyway, in the in the, in the three when he plays in the three, he's great. But yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. put him left back here. Um, right, let's go. Let's go right back then. Let's go to the other side. This was the hardest for me because I've not had many good right backs. I didn't want to go Kufal because I've never seen him live. Yeah, that I just so it couldn't be Kufal. In the end, I went. 
I got I really used to like Guy DeMille. He was terrible, but I just me and my mate loved him. Um, I love Guy. Guy's a lovely bloke. He's he a was just man. He was so oh, average. But I remember when he scored against Liverpool in a um a game when we lost, and it was like he was just a tappy and he he was so average, but I had to go Guy DeMille. Like the, the other options were Lucas Neal, because he was a captain for a couple of years and was solid as a rock. Joey O'Brien, my mates always used to take the piss and said I looked like him. So that's another. Not now, God, he's yeah. here now. Oh, he's, when we, I didn't recognise him when he came on the Zoom call. He had like he shaved his head. Anyway, yeah, so yeah. it had to be Guy Demel just because me and my mate who I go West Ham with always used to have a just have a soft spot. But this so, was more. He was solid though. I'm mean, being funny. Look, I mean, he was a he was a he was unit. Sam Allardyce Probably. right back. Yeah, proper a... unit. Um, and I mean, he looks as fit as a fiddle now. He's still doing a job. I told him that. He, you know, he's a he's and I love. And do you know what? And his players. That's why I love like, interviewing players like Guy Demel, like John Pansil, like you know these 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 right backs who maybe didn't play a lot of games. For, he loved his time at West Ham. Guy Demel. He yeah. was. He loved it. And so you know, and it's just lovely to see. I just love, you know, and it just it reaffirms your love of the club when you see the players who played with you, play for you, um, adore it just as much as you adore it. But we'll put Guy in. Yeah. Good old Guy DeMille. He'll be happy. Uh, right, okay, so who's your first centre-half then? This is hard. <laughs> um, Everything's been hard apart from the left-back, Jamie, at the moment. James Collins. Oh, G- GP. It has to be. Yeah. 100% every game. I remember Leicester away uh, when we won 2 0. Noble scored the Weldy. And yeah. the, for about an hour, I can't remember, it, about, it felt like an hour after the game, we were just uh, set, uh, cheering on, signing him up, signing him on Ginger Pele. Yeah. He's always had a soft spot for the club. Like, he's so good. He was When he left, it was a massive mistake when he went Villa. I remember him leaving it. When he came back, he's, he's for me, he just, I think he brought, he sums up what West Ham is. Yeah, 100% every single week, cares about the club. He was a leader, even though he was mm. never captain. And when he left, you could see the stadium. It was saying goodbye to a legend. He, he mm. was, in my in my eyes, a legend of West Ham United. Yeah, definitely. I think he's, he saw him, but I think he, I'm, there's two types of players who, who become who come you get into West Ham fans hearts there's two yeah. types there's one who are 100% body on the line da, 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 and there's ones who are just like the most talented players in the world and who are just skillful little buggers and and obviously James Collins he, he was the old he's an old school defender and that's why we loved him you know the fact when mm. he wasn't in the squad and he was in the crowd at Arsenal away and stuff like that yes. and I love I love players, you know, and also I love players who give when they could give their shirts out, would give a shirt, but not just throw it nonstantly into the crowd as a gesture. He'd pick yeah. someone out in Chav Corner and hand it to him. Do you know what I mean? Like a yeah. little kid. And I I love that. And he'd give a yeah. and he'd have his massive tattoos and his paley ginger chest and you know, I, I, I he's great. I love James James Corner. I'd love never- I'd love to see him back. In some you never, you never hear a bad word about him. No, like you no, never no. hear a, a fan that really dislikes him or goes, no. he he weren't right. Um, although he, although him. he's ghosting me on Instagram at the moment, so <laughs> I will say that he's, he was up for it and he's been ghosting me. So <laughs> sorry, GP, I won't say a bad word against you, but um, but yeah, no, I know what you mean. He's he's just a lovely guy, and he lovely yeah. guy. Um, and so so you got GP. So who's he going to partner? Winston Reid. Oh, that's a, uh, for me, that last goal at the bowling is the best memory I've ever got in football. Mm. I can't not put him in. No. It could have been Ogbonna, but that goal for Reid just has to. And because, for about four years, he was incredible for us. Yeah, He was so good. One hammer a year. Like, and whenever he was on the team sheet, you just trusted him to be so good and reliable. So, mm. yeah, Winston Reid... 
but that goal at the bowling bloody well helps, I must say. Yeah, and again, it's one of those things. It doesn't happen very often that all the stars align, um, mm. and the stars aligned, and 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 we need to score that goal. As I said, it's it's written him in the fabric of West Ham history. You know, hundred we're hundred twenty six years old yesterday, um, but he'll always be a part of that showreel. Yeah, forever. And it was great to see him get minutes for the on yeah. the pitch, the um, the playoff final, and. Who knows? Maybe I hope he'll he gets a good. I was going to say, if he stays at Brentford, I hope he gets a good welcome. I don't know. Was oh, it on loan or was it on permanent? It I was on remember. loan. It was on loan. But who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Um, I just think, yeah, he's, he's and it's it's a it's a shame that it, it didn't work out when he came back from injury. Um, but then you know he's a different man. A different managers come in, and it's you know two, two three different managers probably came in, in between him. Uh, one came back twice. Um, and so, yeah, it just didn't work out. It didn't work out. But, you know, he did well at Brentford. And as I said, they gave him enough, gave him minutes on the pitch, which showed they must obviously mm. have trusted him to come on. Um, and he's a good foil for, for, for Pontus. That's that's yeah. basically why they got him on, because Pontus was injured. So he was an yeah. obvious choice. And you need a couple of them. You need a squad for Brentford. Yeah. So hopefully they'll, uh, they'll get him in, and I'd hope they do. Just for his yeah. Premier League experience more than anything. He's played in that, that league. No one else has played in that league in that team, really. Exactly. So, yeah. Anyway, hopefully he'll be back at London Stadium in some capacity. Right, okay, when he's in. Let's move into midfield. Let's go left wing. This is the easiest uh, player, Dimitri Payet. Yeah. Just... He's the best footballer to ever play for West Ham in terms I've seen in terms yeah. of talent. The guy had made football look easy. He carried us that year in the bowling. It's if it weren't for the year of the bowling, that'd be Pyatt's season. The, oh, yeah. the guy got like thirteen in the Ballon d'Or. Like, come on, you don't ever hear a West Ham player like even in that sentence. Like he was an absolute beast. He's he's the best footballer I have ever seen live. Mm-hmm in a West Ham shirt. He's not my favourite West Ham footballer, but no, me he's, he's incredible. Some of the stuff he's done, like that free kick at Man U away in the FA Cup. Oh. Anybody else even lines it up, you're like, what are you doing? But him, everyone was like, it's just getting in. It's getting in. And holy Christ, him leaving was a sad day. Because what, what a player. Exactly, and, and and that's why now I think people have sort of re- not realised, but again, I think he's literally. I think we've interviewed over about almost coming up to four hundred people. I think eventually soon, um, and he is the mo- one of the most picked mm. because he was one of the best players in the world, and he played for us. You know, and as you said, it's like it's not necessarily how they leave now. I think you know it's slightly it's slightly tainted, but you know he's he gave us so many memories and again the stars aligned you know we had this this amazing player in the last season with the right manager for him and it worked and you know that was god that was you know five years ago it was Euros yeah. last last euros weren't he starting so and now we've got a deck starring in this year and Jan Malenko um yeah. and Suchek and Suchek they're still in yeah know? that's so, true um yeah so we ain't got but yeah and if you know if they played Fabianski for Poland, it would have been. <laughs> That's why they yeah. struggled. That's why I struggled. Totally is. Yeah. Totally is. Uh, Jay, right. So we put Dimmy Pye in. Okay, we'll put him on the left. He's going to go on the right side then, the right, right ring. This was tough because in the end, I've not really gone with a winger. I've, I've just got him in because I loved him, Jack Collinson. I always, oh, nice. Yeah, nice. I, I, growing up, I always really used to like Jack Collinson. Yeah. Not not the best footballer in the world, but no. always seemed to come up with a good goal. I remember the two he got against uh, Cardiff in the playoff yeah, semi-final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I always remember when he came through, I always loved him. And I do genuinely think if it weren't for the knee injuries, he would have been a real, real special talent and would have been definitely. played a lot of appearances for West Ham. But oh, definitely. I, I, he's one player who I've always had a soft spot for. And that's why I had to get him in. Um, it was between him and one other person who isn't in this team. That I, I know I'm probably the only person that's ever come on this that has never had Mark Noble in this team. Mark Noble's not made it. Just I get a lot of grief. I've never been a, the biggest Mark Noble fan. It was either yeah. Collinson or Noble, and that would have yeah. been hard. I, I think I think I think for me, Collinson uh, Jack was. I mean, yeah, you're right. He's one of those players who. 
I just, yeah, he's. He, he, I mean, you got to think as well. You know, he, you know, West Ham again. He's he's, he's sort of written in his fabric of his history as well now. Mm. Because obviously, you know, his dad was a big West Ham fan. His dad passed away, obviously, in that motor crash. You know, after the Spurs game, and then we played Millwall the week after, and he wanted to play in yeah. the Millwall game, and um, and we won that game, and he broke down, and you know, and just you know, obviously, and he's yeah, and it's great to see he's he's, he's now in charge of that Atlanta reserve team, basically. And he, but he was on the coaching staff at one point as well. Um, yeah, or was I wrong? Was. So yeah, no, he was. He, he was doing some stuff for the under sixteens. I think it was. That was it. Um, yeah. And yeah, there'll be a, but, there'll be a place for him when he wants to bring his kids back. I mean, it's it's like yeah. thirty eight degrees over. I mean, I, I love Atlanta. It's he's not done. He ain't done a wrong one. I tell you, they're brilliant over there. Yeah. And so, um, but you know, eventually, I want to come. The smell of pie mash will entice <laughs> him back over. Um, and I'd love to see if well, I can. I can. I'm a <laughs> fan, I'll be honest. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not. I'm honestly, Miss Mrs. Budham, mother in law, they love it. We get, you know, love it. Um, Nigel Khan's uh, son delivers it, he delivers it for it to us, but I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't know why, but they, they adore it. But uh, I'm more of a bagel man, I'm more of a salt beef bagel man, you know what I mean? Mm. I love a good salt beef bagel. But not pie mash. Um, we digress as always. Right, so put Jack in. Love Jack. Top man. Uh, right, who's your... Okay, we'll do sentiment. Who's your first centre midfield there? We'll put Jack on the right, whatever. Uh, Rice. Declan Rice. Um, <laughs> he's a little bit good, isn't he? Um, he is quite good, isn't he? he? He's the player at the moment who is just so important to this West Ham team. Mm. Most valuable He's the one that when he leaves, I think no West Ham fan is going to begrudge him because no. he's he's good enough to play at the next level. He's already like in the top 10 or something like that for West Ham appearances and he's only like 21, 22. Yeah. Like, the man is loved by basically every single West Ham fan and it, I'd love him to stay at West Ham for his whole career because if, mm. if he stayed, he... He probably goes down in history as West, one of West Ham's best ever players, in the same echelons as Noble, easily. I agree. I, I, that's that's the, the the amount of games he's played. I mean, you got to think also. Mark, Mark never really broke into the first team. You know, mm. I mean, Deck, Deck literally broke into the first team and has been the first team ever since. Yeah. You know, it was. I mean, I remember watching. Uh, so I watched the playoff final the other day, and and Noble was on the bench when Zamora scored, and and and. You know, you're thinking that wasn't that many years ago, and then he sort of started to get into the team. But Rice is pretty much as soon as he as he played, he was pretty much in the first team. You know, as soon yeah. as that Burnley game, he came for the last few minutes, and Pellegrini put him at the centre mid, centre sort of CDM role, didn't he? If I remember, yeah. And everyone's like, "What the hell are you doing? He's a centre back." And I'm going to see him. I see him in the under twenty threes. He was he was standing out head and shoulders, not necessarily being the best player on the pitch, but because he would just look like a, a proper footballer. Um, yeah. And they put him at CDM, and it was like, okay, and okay, this is working now. But as you yeah. said, he's playing so many games at so young. I honestly think if he stayed at West Ham for his like his career, he would be eventually he would have a stand named after him. Oh, he'd be up. Do you know there. what I mean? He's that yeah. because because easily he'll be knocking in six, seven hundred appearances. Oh, Just the rate of games, the rate of games, and the rate and how long. He, and also, he's at CDM now, so he can prolong his career by dropping back into centre back when he's in the mm. when he's thirty eight, thirty. You know, like you know, rather than do the other, you know, he's 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 working his way back, and that's what yeah. tends to happen. And and I think he would easily surpass. You know, he would easily surpass Mark Noble. Oh. He would easily surpass. He would be up there with Bobby Moore and Billy Bonds in terms of appearances. I really genuinely think so, just yeah. because um, in, Mark Mark Noble is Mark Noble, and he'll mm. always be Mark Noble. But Declan Rice, he is, and he's a genuine player who could go to any yeah. team in the world. And in an era career. where people always leave their clubs, if he stayed and made that amount of appearances, you don't really see that like hardly ever. No. No, you don't. And I and I think he's a very clever man. You know, he's a clever mm. boy. And he knows how much he's adored at West Ham. And he knows that when Mark Noble plays a six, we put him down for a seven. Yeah. Because he's Mark Noble. And he, you know, in the day, he's in the England squad. He's going to be in Europe next season. If we win a cup here and cup there, 
the only thing you'd want to go for is Champions League football and, and the Premier League. And Christ, who knows? Who knows what this team could do with the right, you know, I mean, look at Leicester. Look where Leicester yep. have come from and, and, and look where they are now, you know. So, and, you know, he'll be, if he goes to City, that's the one I was worried about, City, but not this year because obviously for that, I just mm. signed Fernandino for New Year. City was one I was always worried about, not Chelsea, not Liverpool. It was always City or Man United. Yeah. Now, if he if he leaves, obviously next season, Mark's finished. So he will be the main man. He'll yep. be the main man. He'll be a big fish in a very in a small pond, or he goes to United or City and be one of yeah, yeah, interchangeable. He'll be interchangeable his team. Player. It yeah. will be Declan Rice's team, like yeah. for years to come. In the same way that Billy Billy Bonds and Trevor Brookin, they commanded that midfield in the eighties, and that was their. They were West Ham. Billy Bonds was West yeah. Ham. And it's a real old school mentality, but I think Dex got that old schoolness about mm. him. He's got yeah. that, and that's why I liked him, like at the England game, because you saw him walking around and saw him jeering up the crowd. He had that sort of like Terry Butcher, you know, John Terry, sort of like yeah. come on, you know, and, and that's real, you know, that's future England captain material mm, there, 100%. right there, easily. Um, not necessarily the best player, like most technically best player on the pitch, but the player who will not stop and he will be, he'll have your back all the time. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we'll post this and he'll probably leave on Saturday. But... <laughs> <laughs> 150 million pound bid accepted exactly. by Man City. Yeah. And we're like, yeah. oh, great. brilliant. There you go. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. All the best. Good luck to you. But you're right. It, I mean, I remember last, last summer, the summer's just gone. We were literally walking him out the door, and we were like literally walking mm. into Chelsea, weren't we? Saying good luck yeah. to you, mate. Yeah, fair play. Yep. Because I think there's a realization that there's a certain level, and and but I think, but then the season we had, that level's gone up a little bit. So yeah. actually, we're not in Chelsea's echelon yet. But you know what I mean? We're only we're the second best team in London, rather than the first. We best are. Team in London. Yeah, that hasn't happened for a long time, right? Declan Rice. Anyway, rant over. Who's he going to partner in the central midfield? My favourite ever West Ham player, Scott Parker. This man, Scotty just, Parker. I loved him. I love him now. When he left for Tottenham, it broke my heart, but he had to go. Yeah. Like, there's people out there that say, oh, he was wrong to go Tottenham, and I'll defend him to the hills. I, yeah, me too. Me too. Like, that year we got relegated, he won, like, PFA Writers Player of the Year. Like, come on. We came 20th. We were in absolute shambles, and he was incredible. Like, yeah. he would have walked into a load of teams. He... He was everything for me growing up. He was the one footballer when I go went. I loved watching. Hammered year three years in a row. He just he was the best footballer. I, I I growing up, it was Scott Parker. Scott Parker. That's who I love. Scott Parker. Mm. He just he will. It will take something special for someone to ever beat Scott Parker as my favourite ever footballer. Like he's gone to Bournemouth as manager, and I've already said like. If Moyes was to leave, he'd be the guy I'd want. Because I agree, I, I agree. I, I really, I really think that for me, he's, you know, there's that sort of old. And again, we talk about old school mentality. He seems very much like an old school. Mm. Might be the hair or anything. Yeah. Um, but he's always impeccably turned out. I still think he bought a brand new blazer for when he came to <laughs> London Stadium last se- last season for sure. But he's he was, you know, and people criticise him. And that, that's the one thing that wound me up more than anything about that mm. because we, you know, as I said, there's two types of people who get with ones who give 100% and ones who are flash Harry's, and we love both of them. Parker, 100%. I, I'd sometimes see him crawl to his car, you know, hobble on because he'd put so much effort in for West Ham. He wasn't even the captain, yeah. but even the papers called him Captain Parker. It was know, Captain. I remember like Colton Cole telling the story when we were three 0 down against who was we three 0 down against? Was it Birmingham? West and Brom. West Brom, that was it. And he came into the changing room and apparently like the team talk made people cry. Like this man just he was my hero growing up. Mm. And when we got relegated, I think I was more upset because it meant that we were gonna lose Scott Parker more than we were gonna be playing in the championship. Yeah. He yeah, yeah, I adored him. That goal against Wigan as well, and his celebration where he just ran towards the main stand and slid—it just is etched in my memory. Like the man could not do anything wrong in my eyes. He could literally yeah. come into my house and punch me, and I'll probably get on my knees and still <laughs> praise him. But he's still, but you know, the fact when he sort of like you know he 
you know, he was going to Tottenham. He still played that that, that day mm. and scored. Uh, you know, that, the night, night before against Watford away, and and you know, as you said, he left because he was at the height of his career. Really, he, and career. he was playing for England, and his dad on his deathbed said he'd play for Tottenham. Asked if he played for Tottenham or something like that. You know, so yeah. What can you expect? And you know, he didn't want to move, and he didn't. Yeah, you know, would have if probably weren't for that. He may well have stayed. I mean, Carrick yeah. gave us a year when we were down, and, and we didn't uh, we didn't go up, and he he left. So. Yeah, yeah. It's one. It just it does wind me up. All we ask for is players to give it, give it, and this guy gave it every game without fail. Mm. Um, and we and people would criticise him anyway. Rant over number two. Uh, up front, who's your first striker? Uh, Ashton, Dean Ashton. Dean. I I don't know a lot of people's thoughts on him, but for me, if he he was the same as Collinson, if he didn't get injured, I think he could have gone on oh. to be even bigger and better. Like he could have played for a bigger club than West Ham. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Like incredible footballer, just such an incredible player who every time he played, you knew there was a goal in it for him. Yeah. It's, it was the old, the age thing with the old age old thing. The injuries just hampered him so badly. Yeah. But every time he plays, you just, you were in the game. Like, he would have played so much more for England. He probably would have moved on to a bigger thing. But Dean oh, yeah. Ashton was was he's probably my favourite ever West Ham striker, even though the other person I've got playing with him has been more efficient. Yeah. But I think with Dean, I think you're right. He was one of those players who would have had a an incredible career. We all know that. He would have had an incredible career. Um see so and, and I always say this about Ashton. He's the player that Harry Kane wishes he was. I've said it. I've said it. I've said it. (laughs) Because because he he had everything as a striker. He had, as a modern-day striker, he had it all. He had the ability. He could smack it in for 30 yards like like, like, like Harry Kane does. He could jump and get headers, yeah. Yeah. But, but... Unlike Harry Kane, he had a turn of pace in him over five yards to beat a man. He could, he, he was skillful enough to wrong foot a player with a turn or a flick. He, he did a bicycle kick. You know, I'd never yeah. see Harry Kane doing a bicycle kick. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's done that twice. Once so when twice. he was, did it, did it, he was yeah. retired at 30, you know, 15 yeah. years after he retired, he scored a bicycle kick. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he would have, he would have been the England partner for Rooney. For years, mm. maybe even at Man United as well, but yeah, that's hindsight. But yeah, no, I, I love Dino. I love Dino. I think he was in my team as well. I thought, yeah, phenomenal. Right, okay, we'll put Dino in. Who's going to be the last player? Michel Antonio and Michel Antonio. I used yeah. to dislike him, but since he's yeah. gone to striker, he's just, it's, as you said, he's the best worst footballer going. Yeah, yeah. Like, he just scores goals and it since he's gone to striker, he's become a different animal and he's played such an important part in the West Ham successes uh, mm. this year. And even last year when we stayed up, um, the year at Le Bolin, the second half of the year, he scored some really important goals to go against Tottenham. One, 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 nil scored in the last game of the Bolin. Like the man has scored some really important goals. West mm. Ham and he's likely to be our top ever Premier League goal scorer. Yeah. Look, I know, and I never saw Paolo Di Canio, which I wish I did. Mm. But Michel Antonio is likely to break his record, so he he has to go in this team for me. Yeah, yeah, no, he totally does, and and I I think that's totally justified. I mean, for me, Antonio is, and I think you know, in the same way, like someone like Vardy, the fact is he's gone through all the leagues. You know, he hasn't, and I've said yeah. this before, he's not a snowflake. He ain't. You know, got into the Man City Academy at eleven and just stayed there all his life. Maybe a couple of loan signings to Dutch teams or German. No, he just literally has been, you know, playing at the marshes and shit like that. And he just now is, you know, it's, it's his. You know, he's probably only got a couple of seasons left. You know, the fact is, we, you know, we we work around his injuries, his sponge hamstrings, but you can't. But when he when, when he's on it. There's yeah. no one like him in the Premier League, or well, well, Troy. But there's only two of them like it in the Premier League. Yeah, you know, there's no one like him. Um, and you know, now he's gonna, you know, he got called up to the Gold Cup uh, for Jamaica and fair play. You know, get up with international mm. football. 
he would have been a perfect. I mean, I I still don't know why he never got sniffed around the England squad properly. I know he had like a cap, mm. didn't get sniffed around because for him, like yesterday, you know, he would have come on and terrorised Hummels absolutely. Yeah. yeah, ripped him a new one. Just literally, you know. And everyone talks about that thirty minutes against Wolves. <laughs> he was very good that thirty minutes. It's to be like fair, prime Ronaldo that day. Um, everyone talks about it. It's, I love the way people talk about that thirty minutes against Wolves. Yeah, but um, yeah, just wind him up for thirty minutes, like you know, twenty minutes to go, and hopefully you don't get extra time, and you'll be all right. Sorted, sorted. But yeah, Mikel Antonio, God bless you. Yeah, uh, and he's got a bit of it, you know, in in a, in a day in an age when footballers aren't particularly charismatic. I mean, yeah, Harry Kane bores me to tears. Um, <laughs> him and Declan Rice have got stuff about them. You know, they, yeah. they do this. They bring, I mean, celebrations, you know, like proper celebrations. Although when, used to. when he said like on Monday Night Football, he said he won't do celebrations anymore. It's like, come on. Like oh. his celebrations are iconic. It's part of De- of Michel Antonio. He's got to it bring is. them back. It is. You've got to bring them back. It's like oh, everyone always used to, yeah, Robbie Keane and and uh, Luar Luar, and they always have a proper celebration. You know, Lee Lee Sharp and Bohemi with the the uh, corner flag, and but no one does them anymore properly apart from silly handshakes. And <laughs> he brought them back, and I thought, yes, fair play to him, fair play to him. Um, there we go, mate. There's a team. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I know I'm not going to be popular with missing Mark Noble, but I had to get Rice and Parker in there. You know there. what? But but just you know, but also the fact the fact that it's Mark Noble, you know, it, it, some people, yeah, you know, it doesn't matter. You don't have to put Mark Noble in your team, man. As you yeah. said, I think for you, yeah, he says Scott Parker and Declan Rice. You know, I think that's a mm. good two. To be honest, Mark Noble's sort of a bit like Scott Parker anyway. You know, because yeah. like, he learned from he very much learned from Scott Parker about how to be a, a midfielder and and. And Declan Rice has learned from Mark Noble, who's learned from Scott Parker. So it's yeah, it's like the circle of life. So it's uh, in, in mid-central midfielders. But there we go, Joe man. It's been an absolute pleasure, my friend. It's no, been thank great. Thank you fun. for having me. Thank you for having me. Absolute really pleasure, enjoyed man. it. Loved yeah, it. Yeah, me too, man. And uh, don't forget to check out. Uh, we'll put a link in the description. But go and see the the the, the Pretty Bubbles podcast, guys, and, and give them a subscribe and show them some love, some West Ham love. And for myself and from Jamie, take care, everyone. Stay safe. Wash those hands. Get those jab appointments. Come on, you irons, and we'll see you again very, very soon. Take care, everyone. Podcast Network.